Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my God. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Hi, welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. And we are Three Shots In. What did we take shots of, Jacob? Well, tonight we had shots of the surprisingly delicious... Uh, Hendrix Lunar Gin. Now, many listeners may remember us drinking this Lunar Gin and talking nothing but utter trash about it. Utter garbage. Yeah. We took shots of a second kind of gin with the Lunar Gin, and that was Orbium. Orbium. Hendrix Orbium, Mm -hmm. to be exact. And we thought they were both absolute garbage. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. We owe a sincere apology to Hendrix, the company, because... After letting those bottles sit open in our cupboard for many months, they truly increased in flavor. Flavor. (laughs) I was like, I don't know, (laughs) stars or something. (laughs) Yeah, no. When we first tried it, I would have given that a one and a half out of five stars. And now I'm thinking, I'm thinking four and a half out of five. It's not quite at that five mark for me, Mm -hmm. but these were one of the first shots that I ever took shots of and didn't immediately require a chaser. I let it sit. I let it burn. Right. I let that that flavor just, just sizzle off my tongue. Mm-hmm. And damn, it was delicious. I actually, don't get me wrong, like you, I made a face the first shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit the second. But there was something I enjoyed about it the entire time. It was yeah. quite nice. Yeah. I liked it. It was very, very lunar. That's why mm-hmm. they called it that. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine... You know, you're walking through the forest at night. Okay. And you walk through some weird, creepy garden in the middle of that forest. Okay. This tastes just like that creepy garden would smell. All right. Amazing, delicious. You know you're going to die. You know a witch is going to eat you. But damn, does it not smell delicious, just like this tasted delicious. Okay. Drinks, Jessica. I made cocktails. You did. (laughs) For the first time. You did. And you were nervous because these are not... As keto-friendly as you would have liked? No, these are beyond (laughs) keto-friendly. These are made with um, Shasta's ginger ale. That's true. It was was the lowest carb load mm -hmm, in -hmm. ginger ale that we have in this house. 25 grams of carbs, sugars to be exact, in every 12 ounces. Luckily, these are not 12-ounce cocktails. No, I want to say this holds a total of 12 ounces in this jar because we're drinking out of some mason jars tonight. And this was probably about a third whiskey and maybe half ginger. So we got about six Mm -hmm. ounces. I would, you know, let's go on the high end and just say eight, eight ounces of ginger ale. We got about three to four ounces of Seagram's whiskey. Mm -hmm. Seagram, was it Seagram seven? It was. Yeah. And, oh, we put some lime juice in there. We did. Zero carbs, by the way. Delicious. And that was it. And these are pretty fucking good. Now, me and Jessica are kind of addicted to lime, and so I did add an extra splash of that concentrate lime juice. Mm -hmm. But damn, it's good. It's fantastic. Bravo. Thank you. Well done. I quite enjoy these. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, Jessica, I don't know if you know this, but this is filler episode number two. I did know that. Yes. This is the second filler that we've recorded. It is. 
Meaning so. we have no idea what state the world is in when you're listening to this because we recorded it so far in advance yeah. in case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. Just like this one. Alien invasion. Ooh, maybe. COVID-20. COVID. Oh. 21. Where we were past 19. That's I see what, what you're saying. doing. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Mm. For some reason, we couldn't record three days ago. And so you're listening to past Jacob and Jess right now. Yes. What's the topic? What's the topic the, of today, topic? I do. Yeah. It's hypnosis. <gasps> like, look at my hanging, watch. swinging watch clock. Look at it. <laughs> pocket watch. My pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yes. Yeah, like, let me make some tea and, and stir my spoon type mm. of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. You're about to be traumatized. Um, my stories for today probably will not traumatize you, but they will shock you. Same with me. They're not. They're not traumatizing in the slightest. There's a lot of murder involved, but same. Um, for the most part, it is more just shocking as to what the end results are. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun that we kind of had the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I, not I because kinda, mine are going to be better. I thought we were, and no, mine's definitely better. Um, I definitely judged you preemptively, um, thinking. I, I remember talking to Terry. <laughs> Because we were watching some hypnosis documentary. It was really short. YouTube one. Okay. And it wasn't, sorry, I said documentary. We ended up not watching the documentaries because they looked really boring. And we watched instead an episode of Joe Rogan when he invites a hypno, a hypnotist okay. onto it. We spent a lot of time talking shit about the hypnotist because he seemed odd. Really douchey. A little bit. Like Chris Angel? No, no, no. Not that bad. Okay. Not that bad, but like a little. Just kind of. Okay. So we talked about that a lot. But then, you know, watching that, Terry was inspired to be like, hey, why don't you look into hypnosis instead of anesthesia during surgery? Oh, that's interesting. It was. And it's happened a lot, except that the actual interesting research is few and far between. Most of it just says the same things and they only talk about it briefly. And that's why I kind of hit a wall on that one. Mm. Yeah. So... Instead, as I was searching, I found something called, maybe I'll save it for when we're done spinning this wheel. Well, before we move into the wheel, Jessica. Well, what? What do we We got to do some life updates. Remember? Do we? 10 words or less life update. Okay. That we, we talked about this. We've done it multiple times, probably by this point. I know, but at this point we haven't. Well, because this is a filler and we recorded this far earlier. So have mercy. None. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I shan't well, life updates. Update us, Jacob, 10 words or less. I will. Here we go. <clears throat> I got all of my Christmas gifts wrapped and I got a raise. That was a little more than 10, but. It was a lot more than 10. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank I'm you. Happy for you. Those Thank are you. good things. Yes. Got them all wrapped, mm-hmm. all done. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, you might not know this listener because this might be far in the future, <laughs> <laughs> but Christmas is not even nigh. It is like two weeks from nigh. That's nigh. Two weeks is nigh. Okay. It is near nigh, <laughs> but it is not here yet. And no. I have everything wrapped already. Yeah. Good for you. Thank Good for you. you. I have literally nothing done. I know. I was surprised to see your tree up when I came in today. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I put my tree up like the week of Christmas and then I don't take it down again until like April. I was like March, April. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my MO. I'm on top of it this year, though. I don't know. What was I lived here during 2020, 2020. 
We left that bitch up the entire time. Until like September, yeah. We put the lights up on the wall. No, they'd stayed there the entire time. And then it was Christmas again, so we just plugged it back in. I believe you. Yeah, that's what we did. I barely noticed. I'm just not one of those moms, you know? Oh, yeah. No, no, don't be lame. (laughs) Leave them up all year long. (laughs) You're just going to put them up again eventually. Well, it also, like, we don't, unlike your fiance, we don't decorate the entire house. We decorate, like, three walls. No. We we did do that this year. Danny goes to town. I know she does. She, whenever we walk into the apartment, she's like, oh, look, it's a Christmas wonderland. Winterland? Wonderland? I don't know. Either one is fine. Whatever. And winter wonderland. Winter wonderland. Wow. Oh my gosh. And it, it is, there's a lot going on. We have a tree, right? Just like everyone. But we also have a train going around the tree. We have a train too. We got to put it up. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Hogwarts train. I was Ours is just it. a regular train. That's a lame train. I mean, I agree to disagree. Does yours, off topic. We got a tree. We got a train uh-huh. and, and a tree. Yeah. There's. There's things everywhere. We have lights on our balcony. What do you mean there's things everywhere? Like up on the walls. Like she's got like Grinch posters and and oh. things that just go up everywhere and like like Christmas quotes here and there. Typographical decorum. Yeah. Yeah. Decor. There are, we replaced all of our candles from like cinnamony to like Christmassy. Pine. So there's, yeah, there's some pine. Mm-hmm. There's some, I don't know, pie or something. I don't know. Sugar cookie. Sugar Gingerbread. Cookie. Yeah. All that stuff. We switched everything up. Wow. Even the blankets on the couch changed to Christmas themed blankets. Yeah. Yeah. See, unlike your fiance. Yeah. We decorate, like I said, three things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either a wall or a tree. You don't get an in-between. It's one wall or one tree. And then after that, it's the bookcase and the fireplace. Yeah. That's how it goes. It has never been different in like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best. And now my life update. Oh, yeah. Hit In me. 10 words or less. Thumbnails for YouTube are hard, but not for my husband. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've been uh, spending the last week or so working on, maybe I'm making it overcomplicated. I don't know. Creating things that are interesting to look at for our thumbnails and stuff because it's podcasts going up on YouTube, you know, so it's a bunch of audio with no video and I want it to look kind of interesting. Sure. So I'm coming up with like cool, interesting images, if not like really funny images. And I think I've done a good job. I showed you the ones I have so far. So far, I love all of them. There has not been one that I was like, Jessica, I don't know how I feel about that one, man. Like that kind of looks like shit and you're kind of a really terrible artist. I haven't said that once. Right. So, which was a complete shock to me. Usually you would have said that. Normally I would say that. That's that's my MO. Yeah. Yeah. And you haven't. So they're pretty good. It's just learning how to make these kinds of images with the programs we have at our disposal is taking me a really long time. Whereas with Terry, who's been doing it for years and years. And by that, I mean like five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He picked it up so well that he can get done what would take me like a week. He can do in like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And I love him, but also like I resent him a lot. Like you know? fuck you. Yeah, yeah, like fuck you a lot I feel that. for being able to do it that quickly. Um, but I have asked him to teach me in exchange for sexual favors. So I'll probably be able to do these kinds of images that I'm working on right now much faster um, here pretty soon. That's exciting. <laughs> Before we go into the first wheel spin. Yeah. You, listener, you, I'm talking to you. 
Go to threeshotsin.com. It's awesome. I made it myself. You can do some donations. You can read about upcoming episodes. You can contact us through there, whatever you want. Ready? I am ready. For the wheel? That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about the wheel. Yes, you spin, spin it. it. You spin I, it I'm going to. I'm going to spin it. Go I'm going, it. I'm literally just... I really don't know why you See? made that much, that big a deal of it. It, it was, was a really a good spin. It I was a really good spin. I wasn't even reaching for it. You it just assumed I was Jessica, going to. Jessica, I'm going to read now. Please. Okay. okay. Please. Whenever you're all alone, a celebrity will cuddle you to sleep. Nothing sexual. Okay. Nothing sexual at all. Yeah. Who do you choose? Queen Latifah. Oh, that was fast. Queen yeah. Latifah. It's an easy one. Think for she's me. a good cuddler? I do. She seems like she'd be a really good cuddle buddy. Queen Latifah is my nice. choice. Yes. Nice. So Alec Baldwin. Interesting. I'm just kidding. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to. No, that's staying in. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> anyway, who's your choice? Anyway, my choice. So I'm going to go with someone a little unconventional. Now she doesn't have really the figure to be a great cuddler. Okay. But she has the personality All right. to be a great cuddler. Plus, she's taller than me. Okay. Jennifer Garner. Hmm. She seems like a very selfless cuddler, you know? I don't. Explain. Like, she doesn't seem like she's going to care if she's comfortable. She just wants me to be comfortable. She know? seems like that, too? And I think she's like eight inches taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that'd be nice. You know, obviously, I'd be the small spoon in this situation. You're the little spoon. Yeah, I'm the little spoon. And, and she'd just be engulfing me with her... With her broad giant shoulders. broad shoulders and her long <laughs> torso. Yeah. She does seem like someone who would smell really nice. Oh, she would. No, she, you know she would. She's very cleanly looking. Yeah. So I bet it would smell wonderful. She probably like is one of those people who insists on like really soft sheets. Yes. So I bet that'd be really nice and it would compensate for her skinny little body cuddling up behind you. That's why I it said. It wouldn't feel like you were getting hugged from behind by a skeleton. Instead, it would feel like a skinny but warm person is hugging you from behind. Yes. In a very comfortable and soft uh, bed. Yes. Yes, it would be. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You really understood that. I did. I you really, really did. did. See, yes. she would be a selfless cuddler. Well, I don't like, know. Like she'd cuddle me to sleep, you know, <laughs> uh -huh. and then and then she'd kiss me in the ear. She's a little... Mm -hmm. And then she'd get up very slowly, not to wake me up, and then she'd leave. And that'd be that. She, you would, you'd be she, sleeping alone. Yeah. She would come in just to cuddle you and then leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She's selfless. See, see, but you don't sound like you are. Whereas I would let Latifah lay in the bed with me all night long. Oh, no, I want Garner gone. We could wake up the next morning together. No, I don't want- And I'd be I good with that. I don't want bruised back or bruised ribs <laughs> from Garner's bones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Her jaw and chin would just. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want a bruised neck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, love her. She'd be the best cuddler because she'd be so selfless. But then she gets out of the bed at night. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure she's used to that with Ben Affleck, <laughs> you know, sleeping alone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I got what you meant. Well, plus <laughs> she probably has a thing where she just, she just really doesn't like alcohol, <laughs> you know, because of Ben Affleck. Drinking a lot of it. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> and so she'd be soberly cuddling me. <laughs> you know, she wants to do it. That's uninhibited that just, that just means, by alcohol. That just means the world, you know? <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I get it. 
And you're right. I could totally see that. Yeah. Did you know Ben Affleck did an interview and he blamed Jennifer Garner for his alcoholism? Well, now that we know who our cuddle buddies are, I believe it is Jessica. Jess. It is me. Jess, Jess, Jess. It is my turn go. to go first. You're going first. This episode. Yeah. You have your notes up? I do. Or are you unprepared? I'm prepared. Okay. Are you my prepared? pen is My pen is down. My drink is in my hand. I'm ready. So as I said before, I was at first interested in looking up people who had undergone surgery while under hypnosis as a an alternative to anesthesia. Right. Interesting as a concept. Not interesting when I looked it up trying to find something interesting someone had already written about it. You know what I mean? I feel like most Western doctors would not mm. want a hypnotist instead of an anesthesiologist. Um, no, I found on YouTube at least one episode of like, I don't know, it looked like a very similar talk show as like The View, but with lesser famous people. People who were actually doctors, but also happened to be like at least moderately attractive. Okay. I did find them and they were talking specifically to someone who had undergone surgery while under hypnosis. Zero, I won't say zero anesthesia. They do local anesthetic as opposed to like full body, okay. like putting you out, making you knock yeah. out type of thing. She said the experience was fantastic, that she has a terrible response to anesthesia. She feels nauseous for like a couple of days, just feels queasy, can't get anything down, can't sleep well, feels terrible. Okay. It also freaks her out because, you know, some people flatline after, you know, given being given anesthesia for major surgery and stuff. She's just being selfish. Is she? You flatline after you're anesthetized and your family gets to sue that hospital. But if you survive, they don't. They can still sue. Absolutely. But if you, you sue low enough, they'll just pay you. But you're you're told beforehand that that could happen. Yeah, but it's still malpractice. So it's not malpractice. It is still malpractice. It is? Yeah. Well, anyway, that's not what I did my research on. Okay. There wasn't a whole lot to find. It is an interesting concept. Okay. It was not a gold mine, but it did lead me to one. And that gold mine was forensic hypnosis. Ooh, like, like I'm going to hypnotize you into testifying the truth? In a way. Okay. In one case in particular. But usually it's, hey, I saw that murderer for just a few seconds. I only remember this one very vague detail. And then undergoing hypnosis reveals you remember all of these other things. Yeah. So I was absolutely shocked by the stuff that I found. First up, according to healing-hypnosis.org. Okay. Forensic hypnosis is a valuable tool to help gather missing clues, which can lead investigators to important evidence. Even with the best interviewing skills, the conscious memory is limited. With a trained forensic hypnotist, an individual can be brought back to an event and recall important information, making the difference between a conviction or an acquittal in court. The subconscious mind is capable of recalling everything that a person has seen, heard, felt, or experienced. Now I know what you're thinking. I was kind of reminded of the polygraph test, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, like, how admissible is it? Like, like it, it sounds great. Right. But it can't actually be used for anything. Right. Yeah. I wondered about that. Like, it's probably one of those things where it's like, it's intriguing, but how reliable is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Supreme Court ruled that forensic hypnosis is admissible in all 50 states. Whoa, 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 the federal Supreme Court ruled this? I don't know. The Supreme Court did. 
there's a Supreme Court in every state plus the federal. If it's the one that ruled that all 50 states can yeah. allow it, it's probably the federal one. When? In a case, I'm glad you asked, <laughs> Rock versus Arkansas. Oh. When used by the defendants during preparation to defend themselves. Okay. So in their decision, the high court determined that, quote, excluding all testimony aided or refreshed by hypnosis violated the defendant's constitutional rights to take the stand in her own defense. They were talking about one of the defendants. All of them defended themselves according to what I've read. Can you dumb that down? Um, they wanted to defend themselves. They decided to undergo hypnosis to unlock any subconscious or slight memory they had in order to get as much information from as possible from their own memory. That's respectable. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it caused the Supreme Court to rule that hypnosis is admiss- admissible in all 50 states. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought so. Neither would I. And I'm going to have to look into that because I have no idea... Like, that must have ruled in their favor for it to do that. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. But anyway, moving on. I found on a blog, a la barryjones.com, the four dangers of forensic hypnosis are one, suggestibility, because a hypnotist might suggest that the either victim or the, I don't know, culprit of a certain crime was a specific race or height or an eye color, etc. And the the subject might accept the suggestion of the hypnotist as truth. Okay, that's fair. So, that's one. Like leading a witness type of right. thing? But because it's so abstract, it's difficult to identify. Mm-hmm. Second of the four dangers, loss of critical judgment. So under hypnosis, personal beliefs and prejudices may influence how an event is interpreted during their recall in their hypnosis session. Third, confabulation or lies. A person who has a reason to lie may create lies while under hypnosis, or there may be gaps in their memory, which they will fill in with false material that supports their own self-interest, similar to dreams. You can really want something to happen, dream it a certain way, and then it happens exactly the way you want. Okay, Uh, you, you lost me, but you brought me back with dreams. Right. Big fan of Inception. If you're going into your own subconscious and you desperately, subconsciously want yourself to be right because you're so in denial of your own, I don't know. Misgivings. We'll say that. Then it could color what you perceive to be the truth. Mm -hmm. You may be manipulating or misinforming yourself that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of times you wake up angry. You wake up angry because you're bitch of a sister threw your bottle of gin on the floor and then and then took a shit in it and then threw it at your face, you know? Mm. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that bitch. But then, you know, it's just a dream and none of it actually happened. Exactly. But I was right and you were a bitch. Sure. Yeah. The fourth one on this list of four dangers to forensic hypnosis. This is the last one. Memory cementing. A wow. false memory seems so real to the witness that he or she develops false confidence in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we've all had Everyone some has form that. of that happen. We're like, you you tell a story that happened to you, you know it did, you say it, and then someone else in the room is like, um, motherfucker, that was me. You were there, but you were like three. Very similar, because you're dealing with someone's subconscious. Mm-hmm. If you're doing hypnosis and it's working the way you say, you could be dipping into something like this where someone is basically misleading themselves. Yeah. 
Anyway, there are several cases of forensic hypnosis that were done successfully. And I think you'll be surprised at what you hear. Okay. Because so far we've talked about all the ways it could go wrong. Sure. Here are some cases where it went perfectly right. Okay. So while in a forensic hypnosis session, Albert DeSalvo, the Boston murderer himself. Boston murderer? Strangler. Okay. I was like, what? The Boston Strangler. I I thought I had read articles where he was both, but that's fine. Boston Strangler. Yeah. He gave up details about how he murdered a woman in the middle of that session. Oh. And that aided in his investigation. So part of the interrogation included putting him under hypnosis. And while he was hypnotized, he described the murder of Evelyn Corbin. That was one of his victims. He was able to give details that were impossible for him to know unless Evelyn had told him herself or he was the one who had done them to her. Mm-hmm. Are we um, going to get some examples? Information about her medical condition and a warning that her doctor told her she should not have sex. Oh. He had raped her. Oh. Yeah. So descriptions as well during this session of other murders and the women involved had similar results and it was enough that the police investigating this case were able to use that to eventually catch him in the end. From what I'm reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't dig too far deep into that one. There were there was a lot of information, so I moved on past that. On to the second case where forensic hypnosis was used successfully. In January 1979, 78, sorry, Nita Neary was headed back into her sorority house when she spotted a man running out of that same house holding a club. It turned out that inside, four girls had been savagely beaten, two of them beaten to death. Is this the Axeman? No. No? No. Sounds just like the Axeman. Very similar, but no. So when Nita was questioned, she told investigators she had only seen the profile of the man's face, and she did agree to be questioned under hypnosis. Back to that in a second. About a month after that, 12-year-old Kimberly Leach was abducted near her school. She was brutalized and killed by a man in a white van. Okay. A man named Clarence Anderson had witnessed her abduction and he came forward to police, also agreed to be questioned under hypnosis because he hadn't seen a whole lot. And it turned out that both Clarence and Nita Neary were able to identify Ted Bundy in a photo lineup. Whoa. Right? They got Bundy? They got Bundy. Because of hypnosis? Because of forensic hypnosis. Whoa. I thought that was fucking crazy. I'd never heard that before. I forgot Bundy did fuck up a sorority. He did. <laughs> I forgot Pretty about bad. that. Yeah, he did a lot of terrible shit yeah. all over the place. I got him confused. Yeah. I said the Axeman. The Axeman was older than that. Mm-hmm. Dang. I forgot about Bundy. Yep. Yeah, got, I got to re-up myself on some Bundy docs. <laughs> so moving on. I guess forensic hypnosis had also exonerated an innocent man who was almost convicted for the murder of his wife. Okay. His name was Sam Shepard. And in his case, um, it happened to be the inspiration for the movie The Fugitive. I've never seen it, but I did. Harrison Ford? I want to say, but I'm not sure. I I feel like that's wrong. I'm going to write it down. We'll talk about it during the break. Okay. So The Fugitive, it inspired that movie. I haven't seen it, but I did read that it inspired it. So I'm reading it into this episode. So you basically already saw the movie. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, I guess he was fully convicted of murdering his murdering his wife, even though he had consistently claimed 
that he remembered a, quote, bushy-haired person had done it. He claimed it was a man, looked to be a man, came in and did all that stuff to her. He was a doctor, Dr. Sam Shepard, and he was, because of forensic hypnosis, legally exonerated. So July 1954, Marilyn Shepard, which was his wife, went to bed. She left Sam downstairs. He fell asleep watching TV. And then he woke up hearing his wife calling him and he found her beaten by an intruder, he said. He struggled with this bushy-haired intruder. He was knocked unconscious by a blow to the head. And the media spun his story to include some kind of, you know, scandalous affair and that he had like Mm. a dark side, Yep. you know? And so he ended up convicted. He was in jail for 10 years. He had appealed several times, none of them successful, but Sam Shepard's case went back to court at some point and his defense was conducted by a different lawyer this time, a much more famous one, and I guess his name is F. Lee Bailey. Okay. So, Bailey, throughout the trial, was able to convince jurors that the original investigation was messy and disorganized, that they ignored evidence, including a cigarette butt that was in the toilet, although no one in the house was known to smoke. Stuff like that. Yeah. Little things that they missed that they didn't pay a lot of attention to. It was to. an easy conviction. Mm-hmm. Now, there had been also no motive for Dr. Sam Shepard to have murdered his wife. He had no gain. Nothing to gain, and they had no history of problems from anyone who knew them closely. So, Sam Shepard had been examined under hypnosis. And in this hypnosis, he described an attacker that he remembered had stepped on his neck. Okay. He said that this man had crushed his neck with their foot, and he heard them talking about whether or not they were going to kill him. He said that they walked with a limp, and it turned out after this trial that because of that information, the jurors voted in the case for acquittal. Okay. Rather than conviction. So it happened to be just enough. Sure. Yeah, good for him. And the last one, I had run out of time, but it was interesting enough that I wanted to get just a little bit down. Okay. So I have a very, very basic summary. Apparently it was called, excuse me, it was called the Chowchilla kidnapping case. Okay. It happened in 1976. Okay. A school bus full of kids, 27 students to be exact, and the bus driver were kidnapped altogether. Interesting. They were taken to a quarry, and the bus with everyone inside it was buried. Whoa. Yeah. It turned out the driver managed to find a way to escape, and he got all of the kids out. Under forensic hypnosis, the driver was able to remember the license plate of the kidnappers in reverse, because that's the way he had seen it in the rearview mirror of the bus. Whoa. Right? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I wish I had more time to look into that one, but I ran out of it. That's interesting. That I thought that crazy. bus driver was dirty as hell. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but that's how they were able to solve that case, because of forensic hypnosis. That is neat. Super neat. <laughs> well, it's break time, and I got a piss. That was cool, though, right? No, that was cool as fuck, but I really have to pee. Okay. Like, like I really have to pee. Okay. So let's take a break. Okay. I've got a whole California roll I need to eat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sneak another shot. I might too. Mm-hmm. 
So, Jessica. Yes. Uh, you know, I have T-Mobile and I love T-Mobile. I do know and, that. And T-Mobile gives me free things every month or yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. Like free pizza, Papa John's? Yeah, free, whatever, whatever the fuck I want. Sure. They just give me free things. Okay. It's awesome. So this last T-Mobile Tuesday, mm-hmm. they gave me a free month subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. It is literally every single Marvel slash Star Wars comic ever made digitally. What? Yes. I have been reading Old Man Logan, <gasps> and it is awesome. Do you want to read? Want to see what that one is right there? <gasps> alien. That's right. There's an Alien comic, and it's apparently owned by Marvel. <laughs> what happened in between during like the She-Hulk comic and the Punisher comic and the blah, blah, blah. And right. it gets you up to the next edition of Civil War. It is insane. Mm-hmm. It's cool as fuck. You said it's Marvel? Marvel Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah. And it's an app. It's an app on your phone or your iPad. It's graphic novels too. Yeah. That's crazy. It's cool as fuck. The art is insane. Okay. If you have, you said T-Mobile. Uh-huh. Do I have to pay for it? It's $10 a month. <laughs> <laughs> There is a Witcher anime on Netflix. <gasps> I have heard. About Vesemir's, sorry, that's wrong. Vesemir. Vesemir's origins. It's very cool. Because if you are a Witcher fan, Vesemir is always old as shit. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasant surprise in that it was TVMA. Okay. Which was good news. Blood and gore and boobs. Right. But it was also just story-wise very predictable. Oh, okay. I mean, I that's could, a kind I of I could expected. tell where it was going. There was one part of it that I did not see coming. Okay. And it was designed exactly to be that way, so they knocked it out of the park with that one. Otherwise, it's a very well-told story, and the animation is beautiful. Okay. Predictable? Sure. A little cliche, maybe, but really good. Okay. Jessica, I was wrong. I was so fucking wrong. What were you wrong about? I'm taller than Jennifer Garner. You are? I am taller. I am five foot ten and a half inches. She is five foot eight. <gasps> she's only two inches taller than me. Yeah. And she seems like she's like six foot three. I thought she was like six four at least. <laughs> Guess what? Mm. I'm taller than Mark Ruffalo. He's only five eight two. Fucking loser. Are we shocked by that? No, I just don't like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Why? So I just thought that was fun. Ah, let's not get into it, Jessica. Okay. Yeah, but I fucking hate him. Okay. I like him, though. Yeah. I like him a little bit. Yeah. So I looked up uh, Rock v. Arkansas, mm-hmm. and it was, in fact, a federal Supreme Court, and they ruled in a 5-4 vote majority. Damn. They held that due process clause of the 14th Amendment, the compulsory process clause of the 6th Amendment, and the 5th Amendment protect the right of the individual to testify on one's own behalf at a criminal trial. So they said it was legit. Damn. Uh, They even used the words hypnotically refreshed. So they, I mean, I mean, at least this Supreme Court was down. I'm pretty sure all of these people are dead. 
Because I don't recognize <laughs> any of their names. This is in 1987. Okay. And you know, to be on the Supreme Court, you have to be old as shit. The Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford, motherfucker. Yeah. I didn't disagree with you. Yeah. So wait, like, you said shocker. Yeah. I did this. No, you, you're doing the whole Spock thing. But where's the, I don't, is it three fingers and one? No, is no, 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 no. Is it three fingers and then the pinky for the shocker? No, I mean, that would be a really big shocker, but no. Do you fold them like this? No. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way it would work, but no. Okay. The shocker, Jessica, all you got to remember is Arizona State University Sun Devils, my alma mater. <laughs> of course. Of course it is. Just put your thumb over your ring finger and bam, they managed to convince everyone that's a pitchfork. <laughs> it's not this, by the way. No. Nope. It's the- You gotta put them together. Forefinger and, and middle finger together. Yep. Index and middle are yep. together. They're touching. Ring fingers down. How, how, who did this? Who's responsible for this? Some genius, like They're 30 years ago. Yeah. An absolute legend. Absolutely. If you are this legend and you're listening to this recording, Contact us at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. Yeah, go on our website. You can contact us through there too. It's really cool. Threeshotsin.com. I frankly, I think I knocked it out of the park with my research. So I don't know what you've got, but it good. better be better than mine, or at least up, you know, up to par. I mean, I wrote down my notes about ten feet away from you when when I was writing them down. I did it on my research. I just didn't put it on paper because mm-hmm. you know I like to have some physical paper. Right. Uh, and what did I say when I was done writing? You said I'm done. Um, no, what else did I say? You said I have one more line, wait. What else did I say? You said, hold on, I'm almost done. Stop it, I've said other things. Okay, you said. I said, God damn, this is good, and it is. No, I remember that, I believe you. Break time's over. Yes, Spin it is. Spin the wheel. I will. an odd squeak in my chair when Mm. I went to spin the wheel. I must have turned. Yeah, it was a mediocre spin, honestly. I thought it was fine. Maybe. Okay, what did it land on? Because that'll be the judge. Speaking of judge, people judge me for. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) People judge me for. Yeah. Oh, I spun. I have to go first. Mm -hmm. Did you go first last time or did did. I? I don't know. What was the last spin? I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, people judge me for. Hmm. A lot of things. A lot of things. They do. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Good. I'm one of the people. Yeah. Got it. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People judge me. Do you have anything ready? Yeah. So people, you know, are always, you know, because people are just the worst and they're so judgmental. I got it. I hate them all. Of course. Right. But people are always telling me, you know, Jacob, why do you have no empathy? (laughs) You know? Mm-hmm. Why don't you care about anyone? Jacob, why are your pants so tight? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that many times about you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that I don't give a shit about you and yours and that I like wearing skinny jeans in 2021. Yeah. Sorry okay? the shape of my thighs offend you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have great calves. You are welcome to look at them. Also, yeah. I don't care about you and your problems. Exactly. Random person at the exactly. Walmart. Mm-hmm. You've been 
people at Walmart have said that your pants are really tight? No, people at Walmart tell me about their life and expect me to give them like condolences and stuff. And I just don't give a shit. I don't think that's, that's tight pants related because they do that to me too. Yeah. The tight pants thing was a little more personal. Oh, so we're going to move past that one. Okay. Okay. Cause like we don't want to get choked up <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love my tight pants. Okay. I like my legs. Mm-hmm. Great calves. Like I said, mm-hmm. so also, you know, skinny jeans, they're so cool. They're still in, you know? Uh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yep. Look at, uh, my chemical romance is still on tour, right? Mm-hmm. So is panic, panic, the disco. They're still on tour. They got, they got the tightest jeans. Yeah. No, you're I'm, right. I'm just like them. They, I mean, they're famous and they do it. So why can't you? Yeah. And you may as well be famous because we have this rockin' podcast yeah. with like hundreds of thousands of listeners, obviously. Yeah. By the time this filler episode comes out, absolutely. Probably a million. Number one. We're going to be number one everywhere. Yeah. Obviously. Probably that. And they'll all be jealous of my tight pants. Probably. Anyway, I don't know that people judge me for this. Yeah. But I kind of judge myself for it. And that's why I go out of my way to do it. You know that, you know, you and I have that like psychological need to see something and think, oh my God, that's fucking awful. I need to have it. Oh yeah. I need to wear it. Yeah. 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 I bought granny panties. Like a, like a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's those ones that like, you can tell they're squeezing the person's butt in like a Miley Cyrus at that one concert way. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like a little piece of chicken. Uh-huh. Like in the, the not so great way. Yeah. I saw them and I thought those are fucking awful. I want six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I bought them and I wear them and uh, I can feel the seams in their unnatural spot on my butt cheeks. Okay. And I walk to pick Brian up from school. Yeah. So I wear my granny panties and my jeans. Okay. My jeans that make absolutely no effort to hide the fact that my granny panties are squeezing me unnaturally. (laughs) I think there's like two elementary school dads that will watch me walk by and be like, hmm, hey, hey. Damn. And then I'll walk, like (laughs) cock out a hip, you know, so that one of them is creased. And almost every single time they'll glance down and see the unnatural crease. And that's like instant cock block. Oh, (laughs) she's one of those. Yeah. Like an Asian mom. That really is funny. It tickles me. All right. It's my turn, Jessica. All right. Ready? Yeah. So I I, I told you before, there's going to be a lot of murder. Mm -hmm. A lot of murders. Murder and intrigue. Yes. Number one, a homicide by proxy. Interesting. Topeka, Kansas, 1894. A wealthy landowner named Anderson Gray was tied up in a lawsuit. A main witness in this lawsuit against Gray was a man named Thomas Patton. Mm. Okay. Knowing that Patton would need to be dealt with, Gray traveled to Wichita, where he met Thomas McDonald. Okay. Thomas McDonald was just a farmer in Wichita, and Gray wanted McDonald to kill Patton. Ah. That's right. He had McDonald, I fucked that up. He gave (laughs) McDonald a rifle, and he took him to Patton's home where McDonald shot and killed Patton. What year was this again? This is 1894. Oh my gosh. This is a little bit, a little bit ago. Yeah, it it was just a little while ago. Yeah, just a little over a century and almost a century and a quarter, <laughs> maybe a little more. Anyway, McDonald was arrested. He was charged with murder, and then he faced trial for said murder. 
McDonald argued that Gray had hypnotized him into killing Patton. McDonald must have told a great story, Jessica. Okay. Because his case made it all the way to the Supreme Court, the Kansas Supreme Court, not the federal one. That's why I asked earlier. I see. Yes. The court acquitted McDonald. The Kansas court. The Kansas Supreme Court acquitted McDonald of his murder charges and charged Gray with the murder of Patton in 1895. That's right. He convinced not only many a juries, but the Supreme Court of Kansas that he was hypnotized into killing Patton. Yeah. Was he? Was he what? Was he hypnotized? Did uh, you do you have that? I, I don't have that answer. Oh, you just this case happened. You don't know whether or not it's true. Yeah. No. Actually, I read it in an article um, because I found the newspaper mm-hmm. from 1894 and 1895 when this story was mentioned. Oh. That's right. Found it. Okay. PDFs. Of the newspaper. Yeah, and I read it. Okay. And it said basically what I just said, except there was another article, an opinion piece. <gasps> By. Uh, some random person who was alive 130 years ago. About? About this exact case. Oh my gosh. And this person said that it was all a hoax. Mm. It was all a lie that there was never any mention of hypnotism and that the media just ran with a fake story. Okay. Um, And they believed that McDonald was acquitted after murdering Patton because Patton was in a relationship with McDonald's wife. <gasps> oh. And so he was acquitted because that was that's a fair killing, apparently, in Kansas in nineteen oh, in eighteen ninety four. Like like a crime of passion. Yes. Oh. But he was acquitted because Patton did McDonald's wife. So when McDonald did Patton in the ground, he was acquitted. Because it was just it was it was justice. Yeah. Passion justice. Passionate justice. Yes. Like Wild West justice. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So, but who knows? That was just one article. Mm-hmm. Most people say he was hypnotized. So, you you fuck my wife literally, and I fuck you metaphorically. Metaphorically, right? Out of life. Mm. Yes. That was just a warm up. That was probably one of my worst. Oh. Warm ups. Okay. Even. Okay. Because we're jumping into some really juicy stuff. I'm excited. So number two, the murder of Jerome Ferrari. Jerome. Jerome Ferrari. So we're in Los Angeles, uh-huh. 1948. Okay. okay. I was two years old. Three? I was three years old. Were you in 1948? No. Our grandma was four. How old were you, Jessica? Negative. <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah. 50, 40. Yeah. 40. Okay. So, <laughs> so just at the end of World War II, okay? <laughs> Jerome Ferrari. I thought you said 94, okay? No, 1948. <laughs> anyway. Jerome and Betty Ferreri were married and they were living in the Hancock Park neighborhood for many years in Los Angeles. Yeah, Hancock. (laughs) Allegedly, Jerome routinely beat and abused Betty. Oh no. Causing Betty to fear for her life. That's right. On top of the beating, Jerome also, allegedly, cheated frequently and was indiscriminately bringing many girls back to his and Betty's home Oh. After going out at night. Unacceptable behavior. Allegedly Jerome. unacceptable. I know. It's horrible. But one night, mm. Jerome came home with a model. <gasps> That's right. Bastard. Betty snapped. She charged Jerome and model girl, I don't know her name, with a pipe wrench. <laughs> huh? 
Yes, she chased them all the way out of their home into the street, and they ran away. Good. Ferrer, the Ferraris, the, the family, the couple, their handyman, Alan Adrian, showed up to defend Betty, right? Was like, oh, there was clearly a big argument happening. Mm-hmm. He's coming to by her side, mm-hmm. right? Total simp. Was she into him? Probably. Was he into he her? He was probably into her. Mm-hmm. But alongside Adrian was the Ferrari's neighbor, local gangster, Charles Fauci. That sounds very familiar. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> so Fauci, when he showed up, he gave Adrian a gun so that he could defend himself and Betty. Okay. Right? And Adrian was ready to defend him and Betty. So ready that when Jerome showed back up to his home, Adrian shot him twice in the chest. Oh my God. Yeah, unannounced, just bam, two shots. Pow, pow, done. Betty, right? Yes. The moment was wild. Her husband just got shot twice in the chest by her handyman. Right, So she a did a lot the, of feelings. She did the only thing that anyone could do and she wanted to make sure that her husband was truly dead. I, oh, okay. So she struck his skull with a meat cleaver while he laid on the floor. Meat cleaver okay. in his skull. I mean, you know, Considering the damage that had been done to him beforehand, that would take care of it, I guess. I, I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah. So, Betty, Adrian, mm-hmm. and Fauci yes. were all arrested. Betty and Fauci pled not guilty, but Adrian did in fact plead guilty for, okay. the, for the murder. That kind of fucks the other two. A little bit. But Betty and Fauci were both acquitted of their charges. And eventually, Adrian was found not guilty (gasps) by reason of insanity. What? Yeah, that's right. Jerome's dead, Jessica, and no one is responsible. And that is because two psychiatrists who were working for Adrian's defense made the argument that Adrian had become hypnotized by the power of suggestion. Okay. They believe that the power of suggestion took over him when he was handed the gun. They oh. argued All right. that Adrian was hypnotized prior to the killing of Jerome, mm-hmm. proving his innocence, and they won. I mean, it must have been very convincing. I mean, it must have been. I wouldn't have fucking voted not guilty on that guy. I don't know that I would have. He's lucky I wasn't on that jury Uh huh. back in 1948. Right. Back when Jessica was negative 50-something. I was negative, well, like less than that, 40... 46 or something. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was wild. <laughs> so young. So free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a burp. Number three. Number three. Number three. <laughs> the murder of Augustine Joff. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though. Augustine Joff was murdered. He really was. He really was. In okay. France, 1889. That's a really long time ago. I know. I know. Apparently, hypnotism only worked as a plea back way back in the day. <laughs> I don't know. But not that that has to do with this. Okay. I don't know. I'm not giving away the well, ending. Well, Ted Bundy happened like in the 70s, so 60s? Maybe. Something like that. Oh, 70s. It was the 70s. Early 70s. Mm, maybe like mid-70s. I thought, was it 78? Yeah, it might have been like 76? 76? 78? I don't know. 68? I think I'm right. I think you're wrong. I don't, I don't care. So, French playboy, Augustin Joff. Joff. Augustine. August... Augustine Jouf. Jouf. Jouf, a Parisian bailiff, was known throughout his community for his, quote, impressive sexual exploits. 
big ass <laughs> cock. Is what Hell that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to destroy so many names. <laughs> okay. okay. Specifically three. So here we go, including Joff. So Joff's acquaintance, Michelle A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Arad? Uh, no, it's probably Michael, but it looks like Michelle. Okay. Michelle Arad. I know the listeners can't see me moving my shoulders. But you are. But I back am. Back and forth. Yeah. So Michelle Arad and his lover, Gabrielle Bompard. Okay. Made a plan. They were going to kill Joff and take his vast wealth for themselves. Oh my gosh. So Arad. Right. He invited Joff mm-hmm. to Bompard's apartment. Gabrielle Bompard? Gabrielle Bompard. He invited Joff to the apartment on her behalf. He explained to Joff that the two of them, being A-Rod and Gabrielle mm-hmm. Bompard, had ended their relationship. Ugh, what and that shame. Bompard wanted to experience the, quote, great sexual pleasure of Joff. Interesting. Yes. And he was like totally down to recommend him, apparently. Apparently. Joff accepted. The French are the strange. He to accepted me. that invitation without a without a thought. Just yes. Gabrielle must have been fine. She must have been. Because he didn't think twice mm-hmm. about Gabrielle's ex saying, Hey man, you wanna go fuck my ex? Right. He just let it happen. Was he even like a voyeur? Was he watching? Was he a watcher for I, this interaction? Funny you say. Um, not that Joff knew. Alright. Yeah. We'll get there, though. So, Joff accepted the invitation, obviously. Uh-huh. He arrived at Bompard's apartment, where she began seducing him sexually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? Little did Joff know that A-Rod was hiding behind the curtain. Oh, my God. In the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The hiding behind the curtain. The oldest trick in the book. Yeah. But that was a really long time ago, so maybe it was the first trick. Oh, it might have been. It may have been the first it may one. Have been the first one. Wow, maybe. Look mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. You little historian. So, Bompard seductively tied a scarf around Joff's neck. Okay. His neck or seductively like some she, other part? No, 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 his neck. His okay. Neck. All right. And she attached this scarf to a rope seductively. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, this was not just any rope. This rope was threaded through a metal hook in the ceiling. All right. And A-Rod held the other end of the rope. And so he pulled his end of the rope and he lifted Joff off the bed by his neck, strangling him. Wow. Yeah. I assume this was not part of the pleasure. This was business. (laughs) (laughs) This was strictly business. I understand, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they killed his ass. <laughs> wow. Okay. And she so bombard the whole time. Gabrielle has no idea that her ex boyfriend is behind the curtain holding oh. the under, other end of this rope. No, no, no. She She's knows. Ju- she see. Wait, what? She knows. She tied the scarf around his neck and attached the scarf to a rope. I thought that they planned. She wanted him to die. She wanted his wealth. Her and. A-Rod planned Joff's death so that they could take his wealth. How would she get his wealth just by fucking him one night? By stealing it from him after they kill him. All of it? Or just what's in his pocket? Jessica, who knows how late 1800s France worked? Okay. I don't know. All right. Okay? I'm pretty sure there was like at least three revolutions between then and now. It sounds very insecure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Joff is dead. Yes. 
He was strangled while being seduced by Bompard. Such deviance. Yes. Who knew that the French could be so evil? I knew. I knew too, because they don't listen to our podcast, so fuck the French. <laughs> anyway. They can so redeem wait, themselves still. Except for you, you one have, person in France. You have time. Other people in France yes. who aren't this one person. Thank the you. one person. Thank you for listening. We thank love you. Thank you for one. this one person love in it. France. But everyone else in France, fuck you. <laughs> so Joff's body was discovered several miles south of his home. Right? They tried to ditch the body. But investigators... Now, mind you, I don't know how the fuck they did this shit. But investigators in fucking 1890 shit, old as fuck, right? They managed to connect the crime back to A-Rod, okay? Now, he must have made some big-ass mistakes, like his fucking initials on the scarf or some shit, right? He probably mushroom-stamped him or something. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, only one person could make this stamp. (laughs) Yeah, this this doesn't look like a B-Rod kind of stamp. (laughs) So they connected it back to A-Rod, and he was arrested. A-Rod, being the little bitch he was, immediately let authorities know that Bompard was a part of it. Wow, yeah, I know. bitch. What a fucking pussy. So, Bompard was clearly wanted by police. Right. You know, in France. Not to say that, like, murdering someone is good, just like, if you're gonna do it, don't be a bitch about it. Yeah, don't be a fucking rat. That's all. Jesus Christ. Like, man, you caved quick. Yeah. This isn't even, like, medieval times. It's not like they broke out the Iron Maiden or no. the stretcher. Uh-huh. Although, this was late 1800s France. Okay. They were really big on the guillotine, so. I mean, was he under it? I mean, eventually. Okay. We'll get there. All right. Okay. So, Bompard being wanted by police was all like, "Mm mm-mm. And so she went and she turned herself in. Oh? Because Bompard was innocent. She explained the entire idea was not only A-Rod's, but he hypnotized her into aiding in Joff's murder. What? Bompard explained to police that A-Rod was well-practiced in hypnotism. He had many books. He had studied for years in the practice of hypnotism. And while police listened to her story, unfortunately, they were not convinced. And both A-Rod and Bompard were sentenced to death. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah, they're both gone. Goners. Dead. And this is late 1800s France, so they were probably fucking guillotined. Probably accused of like, like, you know, Dealing with Satan, too, or something. Maybe. Maybe there's a little Satan involved. I mean, that's more 16, 1700s, but that's yeah. fine. It was France. It was France, though. France wasn't too religious at this point. Okay. I so, trust you. Yeah. I mean, it's France. I'm hearkening you know I mean? back to my, like, you know, Eastern European, Western European, sorry, Western European, like, everybody's a werewolf and everybody has made deals with Satan type of thing. If you murdered someone, you probably talked to Satan about it first. Not to, not to bash on the Catholics, but that's more like Catholic stuff. They were. Yeah, yeah, like notoriously like so. Italy, Greece, um, England, when the Protestants were shot down. Right. Yeah. Right. And like I said, I'm not shitting on the Catholics, but the Catholics are very uh, burn that witch on the stake kind of right, kind right. of people. They're just a little bit, maybe yeah. not now, you know, so much, but they well, were before at least. I think I think the I think it was Protestants that fled England and came to the United States before it was the United States. Well, you remember Bloody Mary? We talked about her as well. Did we? You did. Did, did you? I? You did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was the queen. She was. Yeah. She, she was Catholic. She she hated the Protestants. Hated the Protestants, though. Yeah. But the Protestants left and came to America where the Salem witch trials happened like 70 years later. So, so basically the same. So Protestants, Catholics, very Bernie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know what's funny? What's funny? 
um, every little faction of Christianity has come from those two. So everyone could be a little Bernie. It's actually not the Orthodox. Only though. one that hasn't come from that. Not the Orthodox. They uh-huh. they manage their own. They managed to stay out of that. All, yeah. all, all of that didn't get didn't get so Bernie. There, are, there aren't a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the burning was very popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Like, you know, live, you learn. <laughs> Turn with the tides, you know. <laughs> one in Rome. <laughs> oh my God! Literally. <laughs> uh, okay, we need to stop before we get canceled by the canceled. Vatican or something. I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh my God! If anyone in the Vatican is listening. Please send us a message. <laughs> Please. Okay. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Just send me a Hail Mary or some shit. I don't know. I'm going to spin the wheel, though. All right. You'd shit your pants if anyone from the Vatican sent us anything. Oh, you kidding me? And they won't. There's way worse than us out there. Me? This is Archdeacon. <laughs> Archdiocese. Archdiocese. <laughs> Franz Lichtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They must be like some ancient surname European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we land on? Okay. Okay. Let me read. If you had to choose to be a carnivore from any time period. Okay. What would you choose? This was sent in by Terry. Oh. I don't know who that is. Sounds like a loser. Sounds pretty sexy to me. Oh, does he? Yeah. Weird. Sounds like he's got a nice fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Fat. (laughs) A nice thick ass. (laughs) Um, So I don't know about you. I know you spun it. So I'll give you your chance. But like my answer comes to me right away. Well, my mind immediately went to like saber tooth tiger. Mm. But the only reason why I am refraining from that is because I feel like it would it would force such a heavy lisp, you know? Like I feel you, like you think they as a saber tooth tiger you'd still be able to speak? They couldn't say saber like, oh hey man, I'm gonna eat you because I'm a saber tooth tiger. But they don't speak. They would say like more like 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 hey sloth <sighs> get over here sloth. I'm mm. a saber tooth tiger. You know? That's how they would right. speak. And I just don't want to be that kind of person. Okay. So I am gonna mix it up. Okay. From that. And I'm going to go with the same time period, right? You know, okay. you got you got giant, you got woolly mammoths. All right. You got saber-toothed cats. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you got the really big wolves. The Smilodons. The what? Those were also kind of saber-toothy. Okay. Yeah, not got those. Yeah. No, I'm one of the big-ass wolves. They did their thing. You know what that, they would like, do? That like Ice Age, like oh, dire wolves. Yeah. yeah. You know what they did? You know what they did? They, well, they I mean, probably wolf things, but like larger. Very wolf things. They would hide. They'd hide around tar pits or they would, they would chase, they would chase woolly mammoths. They would chase them? They would chase them. Like all together? Yeah. Yeah. As a probably. pack. They would make the woolly mammoth go into the tar pit. All right. So that it would start, it would get stuck. In the tar. And then they'd jump on him and start eating him. While it's alive, in the tar pit. Oh, while he's the tar sinking pit. down in the tar. Whoa. Yeah. Why do you identify with that? Oh, I just like putting people down when they're already low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Metaphorically, people are in the tar, and Pe- yeah, that's when, when you attack. Yeah. When I like, I like to, I like to, you know, like you also like jab like to, a little bit. Left like they're and right. not in the tar yet. You like to get them in the tar. Yes. And then hit them. That's where I was getting. You do a jab here and there. Okay. And then when they get in the tar, you pounce. 
I understand. And you just fucking rip into their them, spine. Rip into them. Right. Yeah. Break right. them down to nothing. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so my immediate answer went like prehistoric. Okay. Jurassic even. Oh. Velociraptors. Not the realistic kind. Not the scientific kind. The Jurassic Park kind. <gasps> like the, the, like the clever would, girl yes, kind? Yes. I would be smart and very mind gamey for a reptile. Okay. And I would make children quiver as they tried <laughs> to hide in their kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be eating their jello and you know they'd hear my my snorts you know yeah, i yeah. would caca up into the air i would you know trumpet your, your nails would would tap the floor clickety clack in a pattern announcing my presence uh-huh and the children would fear for their lives and quiver and their <laughs> jello would shake in their spoons you know yeah. and then they'd go hide like that's the kind of carnivore i see myself okay. being if I was to be one, you know, I am kind of now omnivory, you know. I was I was about to say, what does that say about you? What do you mean? Well, you said, what does that say about me for the wolf? And I told you I like to put people down when they're already low. Right. So what is what is being a velociraptor from Jurassic Park mm. scaring children? Mm -hmm. What does that say about you? Easily explained. I choose my prey very carefully. <laughs> and when I do, I like to delve deep into their psyche. Okay. And then I expose that. <laughs> <laughs> I I dig my my long my my unnaturally long toenail yeah. into their psyche. It's always the middle one too. <laughs> <laughs> right into their brain. <laughs> and I open it up, pry uh -huh. it open, you know? And then I make them afraid based off of those little things. So they're not sure why they're so scared, but they are a lot. Yeah. You if do. I was only carnivore, that's that would be me. Okay. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you are omnivore. Me too. I'm yeah. also glad about that. That makes me. I enjoy a salad. I, I like a salad. I've been eating a lot of salads lately on mm -hmm. keto. Are you eating, I've been eating a lot of beans. Oh, I'm I, I haven't. I'm meatless at the moment. Oh, so you're, you're an herbivore currently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, I'm far more carnivore now. I've been right. eating just pounds of meat every day. You're just getting pounded by that meat. No. All day long. Uh-uh. No? Uh -uh. I'm putting pounds of meat in my mouth. I'm not getting pounded. There's no pounds of meat in your mouth? There are multiple pounds. You're getting pounded multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, you. Okay. So anyway, to, to summarize. Yeah. You would be, if you were a carnivore, a, what'd you say again? I like one of those really big wolves. A big dire, like Ice Age time dire wolf. Yeah. And I would be a velociraptor, a mind gamey, kind of shitty velociraptor. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Mind gamey and shitty. I mean, that's basically you. That's so. what I'm saying. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, before I bash into you and just continue saying shitty things, mm -hmm. let's end the episode. All right. No one needs to hear all that. Of course not. We'll get yeah. into it later, I'm sure. We will. We're going to end up on a would you rather on this wheel spin at some point. Oh, it never, I, it never leaves the wheel. I was like, it never ends well for me. It's always on it. I know it's always on it. I see it. So just increase your creativity or something. I hate it. That's on you. That's not, me. That's Fine. not my fault. Well, I'm going to write some on my hand before every show. It makes sense. So that it's ready. Just in case we land on it. Yeah. You never know. I don't. You know what I do know? What? I know that you listeners can like, rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can like it on a ton of places. You can rate it on Spotify now. It's a thing. Oh, yeah. Give us one, some stars. One out of five stars. You can do that on Spotify now. No. 
Nope. You don't want to give us one out of five. You want to give us five out of five. Of course. Yeah. I'm just saying that you have that option. One, two, five stars is what you meant. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Same on, uh, what is it? iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. You can give us one to five stars. You You clearly want to give us five because Uh, we're awesome. Obviously. You can like us on, I don't know what, what is this? This is going up on Facebook. I'm sure. Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, or I mean, Apple podcast. Basically, basically everywhere you listen to a podcast, we got it. We're on Pandora. We're on fucking audible. I mean, literally everywhere. Are we on audible now? We are. I keep getting emails from them. Okay. Yeah. We're also, I mean, we're on a ton of other places like, you know, Stitcher and there's another one dot FM something. I can't yeah. remember. Look, not, we're not, we're not bragging here. It's really simple. Okay. If you want to start your own podcast, you can get everywhere in like a month. Okay. Yeah. Just, just literally just reply to some emails. I appreciate listens from all of these mediums. There's just so many. I forget them. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, there's Google podcasts. There's that too. We're on there too. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you like us and you love us, which if you've listening to this point, you clearly do go to three shots We've got a beautiful beautifully designed website there for you to see. That is correct. Designed it by my own hands. Thank you, Squarespace. That's right. Just like God designed Adam and Eve. Um, okay. Should I not have compared myself to God? Let me try that again. Okay. Who who did the Sistine Chapel? Michelangelo. Okay. okay. Just like Michelangelo crafted the beautiful Sistine Chapel. The 16th chapel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like that, I created this website. You did. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's excellent. Um, oh, the Davids. That's what I was thinking of. He made the Davids. The statues. Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah, that's There's what I was thinking. the one that like looks like he's taking a shit. Yeah, it, his penis is chopped off. Yeah, and his like his fist oh. is on his chin. No, that's the, the thinker or something. I don't know. I thought that was Michelangelo as well. Uh, maybe. No, I don't know. I'm not an art historian, Jess. Where am I? Anyway, on our website, threeshotsin.com. You can go on there. You can find a link to our Patreon page via our monthly subscription button. You can find a link to our PayPal if you would like to give us a one-time donation. There's also a contact us link at the very top, not the bottom. There's one on the bottom, but it's not a link. Jacob put it there to be funny. Yeah, it's a facade. It doesn't mean anything. It's not there. Go to the top if you want to contact us. If you want to be duped, go to the way bottom. And there's a nice little light show and nothing yeah, else. Nothing else. Literally nothing of significance is there waiting I tried to you. add sound to it too. I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> At the very top, there's a contact us link. There you can give us some information about you. Let us know that you're interested in receiving any newsletter we may put out. We probably won't because- No, we will. We'll be putting out newsletters. I mean, yeah, we definitely will. And they'll be super interesting. Jessica won't. That means Jacob will be putting some beautiful newsletters up in your email. Anyway. You can do that and you can reach out to us on fanmail at threeshotsin.com. You can do that whenever you want and let us know the David's, hey, the thinker, that wasn't created by Michelangelo or hey, yes, it was, you're correct. Yeah. You can do that. Or like, I don't know, any other weird art fact that you might know, just send it. Yeah. Maybe we'll read it if or it's like, interesting. Hey, you know what, you guys, no matter what you say, I am irritated and annoyed by the sound of your voices. Yeah. I want to know that you think that, and you can let me know at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. You can. Also on our website, there's a way for you to do it there, just in case you didn't remember this. Threeshotsin.com. That's all you need to remember. Easy. Simple. It'll connect you to everything significant. Everything. Everything. Even our Instagram. Anyway, for those of you who don't hate us and you do love us, send in your corrections 
as much as you want, we will read them into the following episode, even though this is a filler. We also have options there for you to donate to the podcast. We are trying to pay off this hoity-toity recording equipment. Yeah, we and by pretty hoity balls toity, to the wall. Right, by hoity-toity, I mean we couldn't afford it when we got it on a credit card. And we did it anyway, and here we are. And it sounds fantastic, but we still can't really afford it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I know what you mean. So help us pay this off and then help us invest in more equipment so that we can get onto YouTube. You guys can see our beautiful faces. We do have pretty good faces. You know, a lot of people on podcasts, they don't have good faces. Yeah, it's like made for radio faces. Yeah, we're not And I feel like, no, we're not quite like that. We've got like, you know, at least decent faces. Yeah. And I I got a good face. I want you to see my face. Yeah. I'm far down. Right. So help us out with that. If you have the opportunity to and if not listening is just as good we love all support of all kinds and thank you so much we will see you next time on three shots in see you next time guys bye bye